pins. Oh. Who's asking? Mm. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's spooky Halloween. Yeah. I'm so excited. I could tell. How does my house look? Halloweenish. Did I do a good job? Oh, you, you, yeah. Yeah, you did. I'm so excited. It looks great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It smell good? Huh? Does it smell good? I mean, yeah. Because there's some delicious food downstairs. I'm like, what? what? It smell good? <laughs> so, as we said, we're going to give you a few of your stories back to you. And I'm going to tell one of my own. In honor of Halloween. So this is Halloween storytelling episode? Yes. So what I have emailed you is from a listener. Okay. And it's their Halloween story. So I've got one. Okay. And then I'm going to tell my own one. So it's an actual listener who sent you a story. Uh-huh. And I'm supposed to read it. Correct. But it's an actual... Okay. Are, are, I put are my you scared? Own. Are you scared? No, this is... No, I'm not scared at all. Do you get scared of Halloween? No, I don't. Do you get scared of spiders? No, I don't. I'm Liar. lying through all oh. my teeth and everything else. About spiders. Do you get scared of Halloween? Yeah, I don't know. Spiders? Hmm. Yeah? I don't play with spiders. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Did you trick-or-treat when you were little? Yeah. Favorite costume? Superman. Oh. How old were you? Do you remember? No. Oh, I bet you were a cutie, little Superman. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I was. <laughs> um, My favorite Halloween costume was strawberry shortcake. You look like a strawberry shortcake. I can so see that. Yeah, I you can do that now and like a strawberry shortcake. I mean, listen with attitude. I, I would totally love to be a strawberry shortcake now, like uh-huh. be cute. But it seems like all the Halloween costumes uh-huh. for grown women, it's like you can't just be strawberry shortcake. You're uh-huh. like suggestive strawberry shortcake. I'm like boo, or like a sexy bee. Be some sexy come guys. On, that's so, ugh. How about just strawberry hood cake? You know what I'm saying? Hood cake. Yeah, it's strawberry shortcake with some with some with some hood in it. I mean, that would saying. actually kind of be funny. I mean, I would die last time. That would be that's actually funny. <laughs> Okay. That's so, um, I'm going to go first. Okay. Well, how was your week before we get to the story? How was I'll week? tell you that on the next, you'll find out Wednesday. Um, oh, Nelly. It was fine. Okay. Don't start with the Nelly crap again. Oh, Nelly, Nelly, Nelly We already Nelly, shut Nelly. that down. Nelly, 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 Nelly. Uh, tongue, I can't even see it right. Go ahead. Nelly. Nelly. Are you done? Maybe. Go ahead. Oh, Halloween. Nelly. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's really not funny. I mean, I'm laughing at myself, so it's funny. I know. I think you're the only one. And that's okay. <laughs> that's really okay. I need a heckler. Um, <laughs> okay, you start getting hecklers. <laughs> for you, not me. No, no it'll be for you. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you, the first one is a place called Sensible Tunnel, and it's a place that is in Kingsport, Tennessee, where I'm from. And I'll post a picture of it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it is the scariest thing, scariest place I've ever been. For real. It's creepy. Um, And I'll read to you what it's about in just one second. But let me tell you what me and my friends used to do. What? Because this is funny. What? (laughs) When we would... Mommy and Daddy don't listen to this, I don't think. I hope they don't. Sorry, Mommy, if you do. But... And Daddy. But when me and my friends used to go do something that we weren't supposed to do, mm-hmm. we would definitely listen to Christian music, like contemporary Christian music, mm-hmm. and sing worship music on the way to do something that we weren't supposed to do because we thought that if we listened to worship music, God wouldn't let us get caught. That is so whack. I swear that's what we did. <laughs> I swear. Praise him in the morning. Oh, don't catch me. <laughs> it was more like Stephen Curtis Chapman. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's literally what we did. How great thou art! <laughs> no, it would, it would be like saddle up your horses, like 
some Stephen Curtis Chapman, DC Talk, some stuff like that. It was contemporary Christian music, but it was Christian music. Oh, uh, okay. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, so, on the way to Sensabaugh Tunnel, and maybe that's why nothing never happened to me there. Because we was listening to Christian music. Whoa. Halloween. So, I'm getting this information from kingsporttn.gov. It's a literally on a government website for Kingsport. Okay. So, just want to give proper credit where credit is due. So, Sensabaugh Tunnel is a nationally recognized urban legend from Kingsport, Tennessee. There's three different tales of this creepy tunnel. Okay. So, the tunnel was built in the 1920s and was named for a man that owned the land. His name was Edward Sensabaugh. In one version of the tale, Edward let a homeless man into his home as an act of charity. Like, he was just walking down the street, and he's like, come on in, not a problem. But then the guest tried to steal jewelry, and Edward confronted him with a gun. Why got to be a gun? Why can't you just talk to somebody? We're in Tennessee. That's what we do. Okay. The thief <laughs> grabbed Edward's baby daughter and used the baby as a shield and ran out of the house. He got away and drowned the baby in the creek that runs through the tunnel. That is a story I always heard. Is this a true story? Let me continue to tell it. <laughs> the second version, <laughs> the second version of this story uh, is that Edward Sensabaugh went mad and killed his entire family and threw their bodies in the tunnel. I heard that one before, but that's not the one I normally he heard. He got some problems. Yeah. I mean, Edward Sensabaugh, he yeah. apparently, he was doing something in the 20s. For real. But in the third version, and like the cops believe that this one is the most accurate, mm-hmm. frankly, the most boring, mm-hmm. but is that Edward Sensabaugh lived to be really, really old, didn't die until the 50s, and had none of his children die as babies. By the time he grew old, vandals and teens had taken to using the tunnel for their fun. He wasn't happy about it, so he'd hide at one end of the tunnel and fill it with eerie shriek, scaring off anyone inside, thus beginning the legend of Sensabaugh Tunnel. Legend has it, though, and this is what we would do, okay? Uh-huh. That if you switch your car engine off in the middle of the tunnel, it won't turn back on, and that you can hear a baby cry and the approaching footsteps of Edward himself. Look, I got cold chills. Because mm. I remember doing it and being scared to death. Some have even claimed <laughs> that when driving through the tunnel, the shadow of a woman appears in your back seat. Why y'all so reckless? So, this is what we would do. We would drive down the Sensabaugh Tunnel mm-hmm. and go sit in it in the middle of the night, turn the car off. And then completely freak out, and half of us had stick shifts. You wouldn't be able to start the car because you're nervous anyhow, because your foot slipped off the clutch. You know what I mean? So here we are in a tunnel, a bunch of girls acting like, oh, we're sitting ducks. It's a wonder we didn't get shot doing something like that. I made bad choices. Just the point you said you had a car with a stick shift. Let's go back to that. I mean, I had a car with a stick shift until, I mean, like, I the Jeep. My, I, listen, I didn't, get, I didn't have a car. We just used our feet, and we ran. <laughs> oh, well, if you we were, were... We were Forrest Gump before it was Forrest Gump. I mean, you can't run in Tennessee. Run! I mean, you can run, but you ain't, like... Run! But my teeth were white, and it was dark, so I smiled. That was our light. <laughs> I mean, that's funny, because it's true, because your teeth are white. Oh, no. Um, smile, Jeff, smile, okay? But that was one of the scariest things that we did. Uh-huh. And then... But in Tennessee, and I haven't seen it much here... Mm-hmm. There's like haunted corn mazes and haunted um, houses and stuff like that everywhere that you'd go to. But like it was like we went to one in Bristol and it was in a psychiatric hospital. Mm -hmm. Just the creep factor of that alone. Really? Yeah. I mean, a psychiatric hospital that they put a haunted house in. I just can't relate to these stories because I just. You wouldn't go? No. That's dumb. (laughs) 
You don't you don't like the macabre, do you? What is a macabre? Like like little dark and twisted. No. Well, listen, what did I tell you the other day about criminal minds? I love criminal minds. I know, but what happened? I can what I will literally Here's the thing. I can sit down and watch documentaries about Ted Bundy and John Wayne Gacy, real-life serial killers, and go to sleep like a baby. You gave me Criminal Minds. It's a fictitious show, but it's something about with their brain. And it messed with your it brain. It messed with my brain. Sorry. Oh. But. A serial killers. But I just can't sleep. believe that y'all did that kind of stuff growing up. Oh, yeah. No, we Let's totally did. Let's go and park our car in a tunnel and turn it off on Halloween That'd be fun. It was. That's well, a, we didn't do it. We didn't do it on Halloween. That's a special kind of crazy. We ain't crazy. crazy. We ain't that's that a crazy. Special kind of crazy. We didn't do it on Halloween. I mean, any 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 ween. Yeah. Well, Christmas mommy, ween, mommy and daddy would not have approved of that. Oof, I was like, man, <laughs> no way. No, but it was a good time. See, that's not my career. What? I'm not gonna go there. Go ahead. Mm? Uh, good this, call. Self muting. Yeah, self muting. It's Good like job. you know, like in the movies, you know. Oh, is that your your common story? Yeah, because of me. The black you... folks run, <laughs> and we get shot first. <laughs> we and get then, twelve out. And then what do I do? What is that, Heather? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> what, then, do I, what do I do in real life? What is that? Oh my God, that's a green, that's a red snake. Oh my, and I'm way up the road, and I still get killed first. It happens in the movies all the time. I just don't understand. So he said. And it's kind of funny because it's true. It is true. Well, there's been like eight times that you've called it out. Yeah. That like, I'll be like, and he's like, I don't know what is wrong with you, but you will literally go to danger where I'm like, if I hear something that is scary, I'm leaving. I'm going the other way. But then I'll be like, I heard something in the backyard and I start walking. He's like, what are you doing? Get a flashlight. Why are you walking back there with nothing? I don't even get a flashlight. Just run from it. Why are you running? I can't really. I can't. When I thought I saw an alligator and walked to it, and I'm you like, screamed at me? Said, or, or, she one time, who <laughs> tell she did? She saw deer and ran towards the deer and tried to hook the deer. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, deer! It's a deer. I grew up with deer. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I hauled like, it. There'll be like 30 in mommy and daddy's backyard in the morning. Oh, I can't relate. Neighborhood I grew up in. It wasn't deer. <laughs> You're an idiot. It wasn't deer at all. Okay. So My mama would have killed all of us. Get your back here. Mm. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> she probably still would. I mean, for real, she was. She a gangster. Okay, so you got a story, and this story is from Tamara, mm-hmm. and that's a listener. And she emailed this story in, and this is a true story, and it's creepy. So you're going to read it. The Story of the Pink House, St. Cloud, Florida. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's as far as I'm going. Shut up. I don't read scary stories. Shut up. You thought I was going to be a part of this podcast and literally <laughs> participate with you and read this stuff. Thank you for coming to Red and Green, the podcast. Bye. <laughs> no. Okay, here we go. <laughs> okay, here we go. We own a home in St. Cloud, Florida that was built in 1910. It was a house that you ordered from the Sears and Robux catalog. It came as a kit, okay, delivered in big boxes and arriving by train. I assume it was assembled by friends and neighbors in town. We purchased it just short of its 100th anniversary. It is a two-story Victorian-style house with a, war- with a wraparound porch. The house was already painted pink when we bought it. 
We were decorating the house for its first holiday season with us along with some friends, one of whom claimed to be a medium. See right there? In the story, <laughs> bye. I mean, I this is what I'm talking about. That don't happen to it. You claim that we in you the story. You don't decorate with a medium? No! Or a large or a small. Here we go. Um, <laughs> she told us she sensed an older woman watching us from a window on the second floor. See, she said the woman was a spirit and that this spirit was kind. Hey, queen. <laughs> this sweet old lady was happy to have someone in the house, decorating it for the holiday once again. Oh. Really? That's sad. I mean, okay. One more than a few more occasions over that first year that we owned the home. People told us about similar feelings that they had regarding a lady watching from that second story window. We did some research that the house had been owned in the early 1900s by a couple named Francis and Samuel Clevinger, I think. Yeah. Francis, Francis was born Francis Nora Massingale in Catoosa County, Georgia on March 22nd, 1872. Samuel Samuel Sylvester Clever Clevinger, sorry, was born in 1845 in the state of Ohio. They were married in Dark County, Ohio, and later moved to Florida. Sam died in 1929. Frances lived on for another 10 years in their home in St. Cloud. She passed away from an illness that late that lasted for several weeks in 1939. The bedrooms in the pink house are all upstairs, so we assume Francis was the lady watching from the second floor. We wanted to speak with Francis, so we used a Ouija board. Ouija board. Ouija board? Yes. See, Lord, why y'all use... Stop. Why y'all gonna use a... Why would y'all do that? I, I didn't do it. I'm talking... Who, who wrote this? Are we not giving names? I mean... I why? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I ain't talking to no listen. I, mm -mm. I'm about to throw this phone down. <laughs> On several occasions in the downstairs dining room of the home, when when using the Ouija board, I call it the Ouija board because I don't do that stuff. <laughs> France, that's why I called it that for the record. Francis spoke to us of a doctor tending to be her during her final days. She told us that the doctor had helped her cross over to the other side. Did he kill her? I mean, for real. So the way she presented the story led us to believe it was an assisted suicide. Oh. We asked if she found Sam on the other side. She said no. We asked why. She told us they were on different levels. A little research showed us that some religions believe that suicide prevents you from entering the kingdom of heaven. Our daughter claimed to have contacted an evil spirit through the Ouija board named Claw. Anything named Claw is evil. <laughs> Anything named Claw is evil, for the record. Okay. Not Cleaver, Claw. Claw would burst in during conversations with Francis and interrupt her stories. Francis' stories included tales of young people who helped work for various families around the neighborhood. I believe we contacted. I'm sorry. I believe we contacted the spirit of a young lady, young boy, who worked at the house 
Francis lived in. Francis also spoke of the fact that Sam was a veteran. Later research proved that to be true. Sam fought for the Union in the Civil War. Ohio Infantry, 71st Regiment. Listen, I'm reading all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't need them popping up around me. <laughs> Name Francis and all this other stuff. So, anyway, strange occurrences around the house included radios turning on and off on their own. People who slept in Francis' room often complained that their phone battery was drained empty during the night. Mm-hmm. Making them phone calls. Mm. Hey, spooks, boo. Hey, spooks, boo. Anyway, digi- <coughs> digital cameras also lost power when stored in Francis' room. I'm having problems reading this. I'm getting scared. Um, no floating orbs. No full-on apparitions. Francis seems to be a kind and gentle spirit. We had the house cleansed on advice of friends. The place was smudged with burning of sage. We haven't used the Ouija board in quite some t- Ouija board in quite some time. We are not afraid of it. Hmm. It just doesn't seem to come up. We have friends who rents the pink house now, so we don't spend much time inside. Any little noise or misplaced items she experiences, she jokingly blames on Francis and Tyrone and Steve and Jim <laughs> and my, okay. Although the real reason is probably the house settling. Squirrels are um, running around or having a senior moment when you set something down. Okay, I personally don't believe in spirits or ghosts. But I also know I do not have the definitive answer on the subject. I may be wrong. We may have a spirit who occupies our pink house in St. Cloud, Florida. If we do, it could be that of a sweet old lady who enjoys hearing the sounds of laughter of laughter in her home once again. Maybe. Or it could be. Oh, Nelly. Oh, you're stupid. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I had to get you. Okay, so that house was actually mm-hmm. stayed in. By on 106.7, Johnny Magic, Johnny's House, okay, iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. They actually spent a night there mm-hmm. and they like caught stuff. What do you mean, caught stuff? Like, what do you mean? Like flies, birds? No, like, they heard things and stuff. It was creepy. Like, they stayed there with like Ghostbusters and stuff. I, yeah. I just don't do stuff like that. I don't see the purpose of it. Let, let me go in here. And actually, I'm going to purposely scare myself. Well, here's the thing, though. I think a lot of people don't do it to scare themselves. I think that a lot of people do it because they want they want a surety that there's something after they die. Okay. I mean, fine. But then I'm thinking about scaring yourself, like <laughs> like Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah, you didn't. Oh, I don't do that. Listen, I would never go. You can pay me a million dollars. I wouldn't go. I'm, I'm not I bet a million dollars I'm, you'd go. No, because I may be in jail. Because, listen, if I walk in there and the lights are off and somebody grabbed me, I don't know what my response would be. Huh? And then, <laughs> then you know, I'm locked up. Because <laughs> it's a natural, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not living that life. Um, no, thank you. I just listen to people tell me about it. You pay to be afraid. Hmm. 
This is not sponsored by Universal Studios or Halloween at Horror Nights. At all. Listen, that's just me talking about Fear Factor Jeff. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Okay, so the last one that we got for you here. Let me pull it up. Okay. So this is from someone in Iowa. And this, that mailed this in. Mm -hmm. And they had, this is like from their, it's like their hometown. Mm -hmm. The Villisca Axe Murder House in Villisca, Iowa is a tourist attraction for ghost hunters and horror lovers. The site of a gruesome unsolved 1912 murder in which six children and two adults had their skulls completely crushed in by the axe of an unknown perpetrator was purchased in 1994, restored to its 1912 condition, and converted into a tourist destination. What? Yep. It cost $450 a night to stay at the old haunted house, where visitors also always report strange paranormal experiences, such as visions of a man with an axe roaming the halls, or faint screams of children. So wait, wait, wait. So don't these ghosts realize, look, they making money off of us. Why are we doing this? <laughs> we, need, we need to go silent so we ain't get no cut of this. <laughs> but listen, in November of 2014, uh-huh. that's like seven years ago. Okay? In your life. The haunting took a darker turn. <laughs> they got mad. Robert Stephen Larson Jr., 37, of Rhinelander, Wisconsin, was on a regular recreational paranormal visit. Can we just have a moment? Mm. Writer, you said regular recreational paranormal visit. I don't think that it can be a regular recreational. That's not regular. It is. If Re- that's what you do for a living, or that's what you do for fun. Okay. I mean, with I friends, can see that. I mean, with friends, when true horror struck. Mm-hmm. His companions found him stabbed in the chest and apparently self inflicted wound and called 911. And Larson was brought to a nearby hospital before being helicoptered to Crichton University Medical Center in Omaha, Nebraska. The Montgomery Sh- Montgomery County Sheriff's Office said he suffered the self-inflicted injury at 12.45 a.m., which is around the same time the 1912 axe murders in the house began. Larson recovered from his injuries, but has never spoken publicly about what occurred that day. For Martha Lynn, the owner of the home, the incident was very upsetting. It's publicity, but it's not exactly the kind of publicity you desire to have. I don't want people thinking that when they come to the Axe Murder House that something's going to happen that's going to make them do something like that. I'm really not laughing that some guy stabbed himself, but, like, it's a little funny. I don't want you to think that you could get stabbed coming to the Axe Murder House. (laughs) Okay, just saying. I don't get it. Okay, the house remains open for tourist visits and overnight stays today. Don't you want to come give us a visit? Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, thank you, but thank you for mailing it in. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the Axe Murder House. Oh, my. I can't, I can't, I can't relate to any of these stories. No. Because I would never do that. I wouldn't do I would. I, but now, my sister, she mm-hmm. stayed at a place, like, in North Carolina one time, and it was weird. And, I mean, listen, I love Jesus now. <laughs> like, I ain't no Ouija board using nothing. But she was at this hotel, and she got some weird shadows. And she's a Jesus lover, too. Did she stay in there? Huh? It was, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, she wasn't doing it for, like, paranormal experience. It was, like, a hotel that they booked and stayed at, and then they found out later that it was, like, weird things happened. 
I should have called her before I told this story and like got more information. But anyway, that's roughly the idea. Mm. So I got people coming over, so we got to go. Okay. You know why? It's haunting. It's Halloween. Okay. So happy Halloween, guys. Hope you enjoyed a little bonus episode. Gave you something a little scary to do this Sunday afternoon. Um, but thank you for listening to Red and Green, the, the podcast. podcast. Whoa, Nelly. Whoa, Nelly. Nelly, Nelly.